What's up guys, what's going on? I'm Paul, this is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo, and we are in Amos still at chapter 4, verse 7 through 13. And uh, if you haven't read yet, go ahead, open the tape, or stop the tape, don't open it, stop it, stop the review, check it out, read it, and then come back and we'll discuss the four questions over the scripture. If you have, well, we're going to go ahead and dive into it. What is Amos saying in verse 7? through 13 in chapter four. Well, I think uh, um, that Amos starts out by talking about the things that God has done in order to return his people to him. And he, he goes and lists off, I think, four or, or four to, uh, uh, I think four different things. And every time after he finished them, he says, but you did not return to me or you did not repent. He does all these things. I think the first one, it says that he stopped rain from falling on a field. It said it looked like rain would come on one field and it wouldn't come on another. It says that he caused you from people from three different cities to go to one city to search for water and they were not satisfied. They couldn't find water. And he says, and still you did not return to me. And then he says that uh, uh, he caused uh, fire to, to come on them like the fire of Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, he says, and you still didn't return to me. He says he caused plagues and pestilence to come upon them like the kind that were in Egypt and that he, uh, he killed their young men and the horses that they captured. He says uh, he didn't allow the, the, he said he allowed um, a fire to go up from their camp into their nostrils, the stench of that smell to go up. Uh, uh, he says, let the stench of that smell of those dead bodies go up into their noses to make them aware of what was going on. And it says, and they still didn't return to him. See, Amos is trying to let them know, or God speaking, declares the Lord is what this is. He's Amos is not, not doing this on his own initiative, but he is saying explicitly, what the Lord says, he says, I have done all of these things and you still don't return. And for this reason, he says it twice. He says, and for this reason, he says, I will do to you. I will do to you, O Israel. He says, prepare to meet your God. Whew, that's that's terrifying, man. You know, uh, it's like in the, the old war movies or something like that. And they'd be like, man, you better prepare to meet your maker. But those are just idle threats sometimes from people. But this is the divine one, the one who has created all things, the one who is their God. The, the God of all things says, prepare to meet me. This is a terrible thing that is going on in the city of Israel. And then he goes and he qualifies who this person that they are preparing to meet is. He says he is the one who uh, formed the mountains. He created the wind. And he says he's the one that declares to man what he thinks. He says he's the, the one who causes uh, uh, mourning to be darkness. And he says, and he's the one that treads upon the... Uh, uh, treads upon the heights of the earth. He says he is the God Almighty. We talked about this before. He's uh, the Lord of hosts. 
says that is his name. He declares the ability, the power to be able to do these things that he is talking about, preparing to meet him. This is the person they're about to meet because they never turn uh, despite all of the things that God did to, to help them to repent. So what's this say about God? I think it says about God that he is a merciful God, a God of opportunities. I mean, he did not have to continually and continually send his prophets, do these actions in the history of Israel in order to turn their hearts back to him. You see, these things that he did are not random events that occur. Obviously, he's the sovereign Lord. He's the one that controls everything, does everything, makes things come to existence. He's been talking about that uh, uh, since the beginning. Remember when he says, if a disaster comes upon the city, was not the, the Lord the one who caused it? So we know he's, when he says these things, he says, I'm the one who's done these things to you. But they're not random in that way either. They're also what we call, talked about a little bit earlier, is um, that Amos is a lawyer. It's called a, a covenant lawyer. And he's talking about all the things that people have done, the, the people of Israel have done against the covenant, the law that they made with God in the wilderness those years ago. And because they have broken that law and that law, God said, these things would happen to you if you do not follow me. And so the things that are happening that he's talking about, the, the uh, drought, the, the famine, the, the thirst, the destruction, the pestilence, all these things that are happening, that is what God promised would happen to them if they did not do what he says. And so these are just um, uh, cases to prove that he was upholding his end of the bargain so that they would turn to him, yet they won't. Yet they won't. And so he says, it's over with. Um, it's done. You're final. So God is a merciful God in giving these opportunities for us to turn to him or for giving the opportunities for Israel to turn to him. He's also powerful and mighty. I can't neglect that. The fact that he can do all of these things. He is a powerful and mighty God. And that's what he says. He says, I am God almighty, the sovereign Lord, or he says the God of hosts. The host could be God of armies, God of angels, God of all of the stars in the sky. And so if he is the God of all of those things, that means there's nothing, there's nothing that he cannot control or will. And so that's why we term that uh, um, Yahweh, or Yahweh, Elohim Zavaiot, is um, God almighty. Now, what about man? Well, man is stubborn and not repentant. And I think maybe the case may be that also we are blind. Okay, I say that because they don't know God the way they should know him because they have not been reading his scripture. Because earlier we also saw where it says that they're doing some things to give God glory, but really they are defaming his name. And so being ignorant of his law is not a um, is not an excuse for the things that they've done for not seeing. But it could be the case that not they're not just stubborn, but also they are ignorant. They do not know his law. And I, I believe that's the case for us is we sometimes we don't know it, man. And so we need to study it. And how can we apply these truths to our lives? And I guess I just said it really is that we need to dive deep 
into his word to understand who he is, what he wants us to do and how we should live. But also I, I want us to, to concentrate and to understand just the merciful God that he is, the, the gracious God that he is. Uh, Ephesians says that he lavished upon us so much love, so much grace, so much mercy. And so let's remember that. Let's contemplate on that. And the only way that you can contemplate and know that even greater is to study his word. So they go hand in hand. So today, go ahead. If you're listening to this, man, we've already started. But go ahead and continue to read and study his word so that we can know who the Yahweh, Elohim Zavayot, is, man. We can know who God Almighty is. I'll see you guys in the next episode.